would turn in your Bibles to page 10, your pew Bibles to page 10. The scripture passage we'll be reading is out of Genesis, Genesis chapter 7, verses 13 through 24. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every kind of wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that have breath of life in them, came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God has command, had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 20 feet. Every living thing that moved on the earth perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarmed over the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Everything on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men and animals and the creatures that moved along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. May God bless the reading of his word. may be seated. God's protection. We are in Genesis chapters 6 through 9. Four chapters that share with us the account of Noah, the rains that cleanse the earth, preparing for a new beginning. Four words we talked about last week that describe these four chapters. Last week was prepare. I should have brought my umbrella, right? should have brought my umbrella. Prepare. Prepare for rain is what we talked about, but prepare. Today, protection. Next week? Oh, not next week. I'm sorry. Next week is, is not going to be this. 
Two weeks, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about patience. Okay, I'm, I'm giving you a heads up. Come if you want, but we're going to talk about patience. <clears throat> and then the last one, what's the last P? Promise, right? So, prepare, protection, patience, promise. So if you look at Genesis chapter 6 through 9, those four chapters, those four words encompass those four chapters. But today is about protection. We love to be protected, don't we? We lock our doors at night. We wear seat belts. Right? Yes, we wear seat belts. Just tell me you do. We have insurance. Car insurance, medical insurance, life insurance. Any kind of insurance, and you know what? We get more than enough phone calls asking us to buy more. Do we not? Yes, but we love insurance. We have bomb shelters in the bottom of our schools. At least some of us do, Andrea. <laughs> but we love to be protected. We love to know that all is good. And if we don't know what's going to happen, then we want to be sure that we're at least covered in some form or fashion for what might blindside us. But a lot of what we talk about and a lot of what we just mentioned is protection of the physical. When it comes to be, being protected emotionally or mentally, we struggle. We don't know where to turn. It's even more so spiritually. We talk about in Scripture that we are in a battle and that we are in a war. And nine times out of ten, we have no idea how to protect ourselves. Because there is an enemy that is prowling around seeking whom he may devour. Devour. You get that? Devour. I've said it before, but that Greek word devour means to actually rip apart and drink the blood of. I know that's graphic, but it was written that way because that's how much he hates us. But when it comes to being protected spiritually, we may throw up a few Hail Marys and hope for the best. And that's not God's plan. Never has been. Here's our sermon in a sentence. I'm going to tie off of what we did last week. What God gives you to do, He will protect you through. What God gives you to do, He will protect you through. Sometimes those things that God gives us to do are not simple. They are not easy. They are not unicorns and rainbows. They're hard sometimes. There are things that happen to us in life that are hard. Noah is a great example. Out of all the people on the earth, he was the one found righteous. Out of all the people on the earth, he was the one that was told to build an ark. Out of all the people on the earth, he built it for 70-ish, 75 years. He and his family built an ark. As people pointed and laughed and wondered what he was doing and never heard it rain before, but he built it for 70 years. Imagine his thrill at points of being protected because the rain started. Came down from heaven, the springs burst up from underneath the ground, and all of a sudden there was a lot 
of water. And the people that laughed, where do you think they ended up? At the ark. Can you imagine being in the ark, being a righteous man, understanding the Creator and all that He has made, and knowing those outside were ones that God had made and they were beating on your door to let you in, to let them in? Kind of a different thought, is it not? What God gives you to do, He will protect you through. Most of the times when this passage or story is being taught, we don't focus on the level or depth of protection that God really supplies to each one of us. We don't talk about how the hard things that we have to go through, that people sometimes who are lost are beating on our doors. And what are we doing about it? God will protect. What you may be called to do may not be easy. What your neighbor might be called to do is simple and looks fun. Well, why do they get the easy road? Has anybody ever been there? You look at somebody else's life and you're like, man, that's a piece of cake. If I wish I, I wish I had that, but I got all this going on and some. It's not about them. This is between you and the Lord. If God has called you into doing something, then He will protect you through it. God, according to Psalm 27, I'm sorry, 28, verse 7, He is our shield. These are things we know, but it's great to hear them. These are promises. Psalm 23, He is our shepherd. Psalm 18, He's our deliverer and our fortress. Isaiah 52 tells us that God is our rear guard. That means that things can't sneak up on you without Him knowing. Psalm 91, He's our shelter. Psalm 71, He's our refuge. John 16.33, He is our overcomer. Psalm 27, He's our salvation and our stronghold. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, He's our way of escape. He's our way of escape. Think about that. You Maybe you're facing something financial. Maybe you're facing something emotional. Maybe you're facing something that's, that's just mentally wearing you down and wearing you out. And you're thinking, I'm going to die here. I'm telling you, church, there is a way of escape. And God is it. That's who He is. I could spend our entire time today going through Scripture and telling you about God's protection and that He is the, the cleft in the rock that takes you and sets you out from where you are and places you. And He takes His glory and He shadows you. We can spend our entire day talking about that. But church, this is who He is. 
in the time in which we live, in the time of your life personally right now, He is who He says He is. Last week we talked about preparing for rain. I'm telling you, church, it's raining now. Let me explain. We are experiencing a spiritual cleansing rain. For some, it is healing and soaking. It is a rain that is wonderful that we would see physically for crops to grow. But this rain is great for people to grow, to be nurtured and to be matured so that others may feed off of. Now, if we're looking at this physically and we're like, man, that what a great soaking rain, man. The crops are really going to grow great. You know what? I'm going to have more food than our family is going to be able to deal with, so I need to find somebody else to give that to. Right? We all understand that. Okay. Switch it in your heads. Spiritually, there is a soaking rain that's taking place on people's lives that is perfect conditions for them to grow spiritually, to mature and be nurtured. Why? Because there are other people out there who are starving spiritually and need it. Does that make sense? For others, this cleansing rain... It's a harder rain. It's a rain that washes away the dirt and the mud, but it leaves the wrong and the sin exposed. I was talking to a guy the other day, went up to Frontier Days up at um, Steubenville, Fort Steuben. Guy's telling me about all these different things that he has found, and he was telling me this story that he found a bayonet from the French and Indian War on his property. So he's telling me this story, and after this huge rain and this just this deluge that just landed on his property, it washed out this this channel coming down one of his hills. And so his kids were over there playing in the mud and making all kinds of mess and everything like that. So he went over there to see what was going on, probably figure out how much is he gonna have to clean up. But he sees this point sticking up out of the mud. And he's like, Man, if one of those kids fall on that, it's gonna kill him. And sure enough, it was a bayonet from the French and Indian War. That was uncovered because of the rain. Spiritually speaking, there is a harder rain that is washing away things in people's lives. And it is exposing the wrong and exposing the sin in their lives that's been hidden for quite some time. But this rain leaves a choice. Will the wrongs and the sin be confessed? Or not? If it is, then those people that have gone through this harder rain are going to look to those people who have been in the rain that's been growing them in Christ and maturing them, and they're going to need help because they have questions. Like, I've never read the Bible before. Where do I start? Where do I go to church? What is church? What do I wear? Am I going to be welcome there? Do I have to bring money? True? 
We sit here and go, well, no, you don't have to bring money. It doesn't matter what you wear. We just would love to have you here. And that's, that's one of the wonderful heartbeats of our church is the welcomingness. We've talked about it for years. That is a spirit that, from, the, from God that God has deposited into this church that people feel welcome. But you know what? There's people that have no idea. They are afraid to walk through the doors. They have so much past with church that they have no idea what to do. I'm telling you, they're coming. They're coming. So in this, as God's reign comes upon us and it cleanses us, and it builds us up, and we have the opportunities to grow, there are things that God is going to put on your heart to do. Things that are different. Things that aren't normal. Because I'm telling you, normal is of the past. What we've done previously has fizzled out. So there's different things that we're going to be called to do. And those different things are going to be dropped in your heart. And you're going to think, oh my gracious, I am crazy, I'm losing it. There is no way that God would have me. I can tell you, if that's the case, call me. I'm all about crazy. I'm all about crazy. If it is outside of the box, I'll probably feel so much more comfortable talking to you. Things like, will you build an ark? <laughs> would, would you? Would you build an ark? It's one of those things that we've got to go, you know what, we've got to get so far outside the box because th the things that God is doing today is so different. It's okay to be different. It is out of the ordinary. Would you build a radio station? Yes. And, 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 I, and I bring that up because it's one of the things that Phil and I were talking about. It's like, really? We're going to start a radio station? You know, okay, we're going to start a radio station. And sure enough, we have a radio station. Internet radio runs 24 hours a day. We're building it as we go. We have people from all over the world that are listening. Our, the podcasts and stuff that, that, that God allows us to do, there's a hot spot of people listening to what we're speaking here in this town, from this church in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And all over the country. But are, would you be willing? Would you be willing to... <laughs> Move to a place where you don't have a job. Would you be willing to uproot it all? Would you be willing to be as comfortable as you could be in the job that you're in? And God says, I want you to work over there at another place. So I want you to quit this job and go over there. Would you go back to school? for a more advanced degree. 
Would you spend an hour in prayer rather than watching your favorite TV show? Would you forgive someone? Would you invite someone to church and tell them that Jesus loves them? Church, it doesn't have to be moving across the ocean to China to serve the one who gives you breath. Here's the question. What's your ark? Where you are, where God has placed you, what's your ark? Don't forget, what God gives you to do, He will protect you through. He will. We are faced with an enemy in all of this that is a roaring lion. He has come to steal our joy, our hopes, our care and love for one another. He has come to kill God's purpose for you. your dreams of being what God designed you to be. He's come to kill the relationships in your lives. He's come to destroy your value and your self-worth and your peace. This is not about the insurance that we carry and it's not about the money that we have in our bank accounts that make us feel secure. I'm telling you, long before insurance and 911, there was God. What did people do when they didn't have insurance? I can tell you things that I did when I didn't have insurance. Spent nights on my knees praying for my kids. watching them get healed. And just because I have insurance now, it hasn't stopped me. Because that was one of my arcs that I had to build. I've seen God be who He says He is, church. And you can too. I'm sure there's things going through your heads right now, of things that you've faced. The protection that you needed from Him. One of the most famous prayers is help me. Is it not? Help me. If God was there with the Israelites as they walked through the Red Sea, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they stood in the fiery furnace, Daniel in the lion's den, and as David fought Goliath, God's there for you. Think about that. Standing in a fiery furnace, and it's all around you, walking through the Red Sea between walls of water. What God has called you to do, He will protect you through. 
There's too many times when we're in our situations and we're struggling because we see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're convinced it's a train because everything in the world is falling apart, so why wouldn't God send a train down these tracks? When the light is His light that's giving you direction and wisdom and guidance and showing you where to go. It's one of those things to understand that God loves us so much that He will allow us to go through some difficult things, but He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He will never stop teaching us, and He will never stop depositing His wisdom into our hearts and minds through those things. And as we walk through those things, when we come out on the other side, we are stronger, more mature, nurtured in who He is, and available for somebody who has no idea who God is. The rain is not to be afraid of. I'm telling you, the rain is not to be afraid of. Will it be shaping and molding? Yes. But it is not to be feared. That's the enemy. Because the enemy doesn't want you to become what God is shaping you and molding you into. So let it rain. Let it rain. I'd like to pray for you today. Some of us know what ark it is that we're supposed to build. It can be something that is as crazy as a day is long, and it can be something that is within the depths of our hearts that we know needs to be dealt with. I encourage you, church, build it. If you have to turn your ark into an altar, build it. Take whatever it is in your life that needs to be removed and put it on the altar and ask God to send the fire from heaven and burn it. We don't have to stay where we are. God's calling us to become more. And through it, He will protect you. He will protect you. If He sent His Son to die for you, He loves you that much. He loves you that much. Steve, if you wouldn't mind, can you play something? I'm going to open up the altar. And if there's something that you need to talk to the Lord about, that I would invite you to come forward. If you would like for me to pray with you or pray over you, then I'm happy to do that. But we'll just play, can you play two choruses or two times?